Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jody Vance in for Mike Smith. Time for a bit of a good news story here. This is sort of a, the evolution of a heritage space in Vancouver. Do you ever drive along Southwest Marine and, and look at those big mansions down there and wonder what's behind those big hedges, thinking about the history behind these places and spaces? We spend a lot of time looking around at big properties and thinking, could these be reimagined in a way that might help the community, right? We talk about densification, single family dwellings being turned into gentle density, how there can be life injected into our communities by way of adding in a meaningful way. One example of that, you may have seen it if you do drive along Southwest Marine Drive and, and you've, you've seen Casa Mia, rather a famous uh, old mansion, that Spanish style mansion, uh, down there on Southwest Marine, sort of the foot of 68th. Uh, it's just, it's a beautiful spot. And then and then driving by in, in recent years, it's been like, what's this building going up here? What What is happening here? What is Casamia being reimagined as? Well, the doors have opened on a new senior living space, a full-service long-term care home. And the vice president of operations and finance at the care group, the owners of this care home is joining us on the line. Gavin McIntosh is my guest. Thanks for doing this, Gavin. Hi, Jody. Thanks so much for having me on. Can you hear me? I want to, I can. You're, you're perfectly oh, clear. I, there are a couple things I want to cover over the next few minutes, just so our, our listener knows this isn't just about the property. This is also going to have some big lessons of, of how to navigate your way into care because you and your group uh, at the care group uh, are also the Braddon and Point Grey but have added Casamia. I want to start with Casamia because it's such a fascinating story when you think about the history of this 1930s mansion and, and the work you've gone through to get to where you are today with the doors open at Casamia. Take us to the beginning. Whose idea was this in the first place? How did it come to be? Oh, that's a great question, Jody. Um, I guess it, it came to be just, I guess the concept uh, came to my mother, Maureen, um, she'd been speaking with some folks who were providing care over in the UK, where they also, oh, sorry, that's my daughter, where they also have lots of... Uh, You're allowed. Old, yeah, sorry. <laughs> old, um, you know, old, old mansions and old buildings that are sort of, you know, perhaps underutilized. And so they've been converting some of those into, into care homes for seniors. And so from that sort of spawned the idea that, um, you know, Maureen thought we might be able to take some of Vancouver's real estate and have a look and see whether there might be an opportunity to, to find one that would be suitable for care. And, and sure enough, Casamia uh, came for sale and, and she jumped on the opportunity about 10 years ago. And so began yeah. the, uh, the, the journey to um, rezoning and designing and building uh, Casamia as a, as a care home. 
It's such a vision as well, because this this space famously built in 1930 by George C. Rifle, a 21,000 square foot Spanish home. Many people would know the story uh, about the nurseries that had been painted by Disney artists and and that there's a golden ballroom with a bouncing dance floor like the Commodore Ballroom. I can only imagine the amount of red tape and nimbyism that Maureen McIntosh uh, and your group would have faced at the idea of turning this heritage space into what it has become today. How was that to navigate? Well, you know, it was, it was definitely a journey. It took some time because uh, change, especially in some of these um, old neighborhoods and something like Southwest Marine Marine Drive, you know, it's storied for having large estate style mansions on it. Um, it, it took some time for us to work with the city and to work with, the uh, the neighbors etc to find a design and a and a, a building that was suitable for the area right. so it took you know and also working very closely with Vancouver Coastal Health they were a big sponsor of the project from the very beginning um, if we have 58 sized care beds at the site and so that you know their support of the project made a big difference as well uh, when we went to the city. And, and worked with the city to make it happen. So that was, um, yeah, it was really a team effort. I just want to acknowledge Otto, the uh, dog that uh, anybody who's a resident or visitor at Point Grey or Braddon or even Casamia, Otto is in the background. He loves the spotlight. He has a big yellow lab and he's, he's yeah, quite sorry. the character in his own right. <laughs> I just want that. to give, he... no, I got to give him his due. Got to give him his due, Gavin. Because that's kind of the thing about this that I, I find really interesting in, in terms of anybody, those of us, and I know lots of people listening have loved ones who have been in long-term care. I'm certainly one of those people. My dad uh, was assisted living and ultimately in long-term care on his Alzheimer's journey. We we're very public about that. Finding a place uh, where your loved one feels welcome, safe, and at home is a huge part of trying to figure out the system because nobody wants their loved one to leave their own personal home or the family home if if it's a generational situation but oftentimes care is so important and and is it it needs such serious attention that the round the clock full service long-term care is required but walking into um any of your properties really at the care group it's interesting to to get that feeling of of community and and certainly at Casamia walking in what why was it or was it mandated that you had to keep certain rooms to heritage spec and have that new build space that has those what is it 52 uh beds in the in the new build the one that 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 looks like more of a modern building in the front space of the property and then the heritage piece is so it it looks so fully restored in some areas it's it's really quite something yeah, so I mean, the heritage piece and preserving Casamia in in, in as, as good a form as we could was uh, essential to the project for us. We wanted it to 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 maintain the, the all the key feature heritage elements. And so when we went to the city, we offered it to be her- designated as a heritage building, um, which which was a, which was a big step. It definitely put some. Um, you know, it brought a number of people to the table, like Heritage Vancouver, who worked with us, as well as some consult- as consultants, Donald Luxton. And we, we all sort of worked together to figure out which aspects of the building should be preserved and which ones, you know, would need to be modified for care. Because obviously, you know, a, a 1930s bathroom doesn't quite suit the needs of a, uh, right. of a, of a right. 2010 care home or 2020 care home yeah. now. But so... 
Interesting though. Uh, I'm not sure. Gavin, are you still with me? I think there Sorry, you are. I just lost uh, you for one sec there. That, that's okay. One of the things I wanted to point out here though, that I, I might've been missed. It wasn't a heritage site before you suggested it be right. In in some instances, your mom, uh, Maureen McIntosh and, and, and your group, the care group saved this from being, you know, gobbled up by a developer who might just turn it into something completely different. Is that right? That's right. We had to offer it um, as heritage, that's for sure. And that was that was right. important to us and, and I think to the whole community. Jody Vanson for Mike Smith, and we're continuing our discussion about uh, a new long-term care home that is opened on an historic site on Southwest Marine Drive. It's Casamia. The care group operates this home as it does the Point Grey uh, down at Kitts Beach, right next to Kitts Pool, just west of Kitts Pool. That's also got an addition, new build there. And the Braddon, which is sort of nestled in at 2nd and Trafalgar. Uh, These care homes that offer long-term support for our elders and seniors who need sometimes a little help and sometimes a lot of help. And navigating the system can be extraordinarily difficult. We've had a seniors advocate, BC seniors advocate, Isabel McKenzie on with us. Uh, Gavin McIntosh is our guest, I should point out. He's the vice president of operations and finance at the care group. And we had Isabel McKenzie on uh, a couple of weeks ago, Gavin, and she was talking about how, you know, people assume that we're already in sort of the boomer era of care. And in fact, Ms. McKenzie points out that the oldest boomers uh, are just now hitting 75 and that there will be a, a need that outweighs access uh, for care, uh, people living longer, people wanting to be independent, but also needing that extra help that a long-term care home offers. Navigating the system is going to be difficult for many families. Um, there are subsidized beds, there are, are private pay beds, and and for example, at Casamia, there are both. Can you give sort of an explanation to, to our listener who has no idea how this works? Yeah, well, in, in BC, we, we have choices. Um, and one choice is that if, you know, as we're sort of getting older and we want to perhaps have more support, we can um, work with private, you know, either private or subsidized um, care providers, um, whether it's in-home or as, as one might progress and, and, and be assessed for higher needs, they might move into a care home or have uh, folks from a local health authority come in to help them out. Um, I think the first thing to do is to realize that there's going to come a time where all of a sudden everything's an emergency. And so planning ahead to sort of think about how you want to age and where you want to age is pretty important. Um, we're seeing, um, you know, a lot of folks right now who get stuck in a situation where they, all of a sudden they, they have a, an event and they haven't spent the time to think about where they might want to be for the next couple of years while they, while they're, while they're on the mend. Um, and so we definitely encourage folks to, you know, try to live in places that are safe, you know, without staircases or, or in, in settings like independent living settings or assisted living settings, or if needed uh, to come into care. And so most folks would start, um, you know, if they do need care and they, they've, they've come to the point, they would, they would work with someone, you know, talk to their doctor and then call the local health authority and they can help you um, perhaps become assessed to determine the level of need that you have and whether you might be eligible for subsidized care, which is obviously a great option. If you do need care and the, the health authority, Mr. Health can help pay for that, 
um, then then we definitely encourage that. And that's why our homes have our well, all of our homes have subsidized care beds in them because it's such a big part of our system. And then there is also the option for private pay. So if if the, if the list might be too long because subsidized care bed might be taking three or six or nine months to get in the home of your choice, then perhaps you want to move in sooner. And so then you have the choice to, to pay for a time uh, privately. And it's that advanced planning piece that is missed so often. And, and even those who, like myself, have had that with, with my dad, he was very gradual. He went into, you know, tapestry at Arbutus Walk and then Sunrise and then ultimately Delta View. And we went on sort of a, a, a journey with him of learning the, the system. Um, oftentimes when you have things set up, it's like, oh, no, I have, you know, my 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 mom takes care of her husband. She's the caregiver. She's fine. She's able-bodied. He, he's got her, thank goodness. Well, what if something happens to her? And then all of a sudden, uh, it, it can be precarious in a way that, that can put everybody on emergency high alert, which can be incredibly stressful for, for families. So getting ahead of that is it is, it is as simple as, as finding the resources and documenting your wishes and wants with regard to advanced care? Is that, a, is that a legal move or is it a health authority move? Or are you just, you know, starting with speaking to your GP? Yeah, I think it, it depends on where you are in your journey with your health and whether, you know, right. potentially a lot of folks will have brought somebody in with them to be their um, power of attorney and, and to help yeah. them also to guide in their healthcare decisions. And so I definitely recommend as folks age that they think about that because there might be an event that um, leave them perhaps, in, you know, if you had a stroke saying you couldn't talk, you, you're going to need somebody to help direct your care. And so right. we definitely encourage anyone who's getting a little bit older to engage with a loved one or a, a friend or potentially, you know, it, it could be anyone just to help them uh, in the event that they are too sick. But hopefully folks can direct their own care and, and you know, choose where they want to go. And, and luckily in our province, you know, we do have lots of subsidized care and the folks can um, you know, the, the goal of the new sort of first or, you know, basically the plan is that everyone should be able to get into the bed that they prefer. Um, right. And I having that say, list, I, I, right? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll get on the list. So they'd say we go and see three homes and make their first choice, second choice, third choice. And if yeah. they don't get their first choice, then they'll maybe move to the second and eventually transfer into their first, which is a which was a, a recent policy change that has been, uh, I think, very helpful. Um, that said, I mean, I will say one, you know, one plug for for care in BC is I think we do need more care beds. And I think that the, the experience we had at Casamia was a, a long one in order to educate the the neighbors, in order to educate the city on why health care and care beds are needed in Vancouver. Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, more cities could be doing more to develop seniors living into their, sorry, into their community plans and their official community plans to make sure that it's easier to convert, you know, properties into seniors, whether it's independent living, assisted living, or long-term care in the case of Casamia. And then then hopefully we'll have more choices because you're right, we're just heading into this baby boomer bump and, and, uh, and I don't think it's going to come down after that because we have so many folks coming in to support, to support the boomers. So the population just keeps going up. Really important note there to unlock the permitting process to create those beds. I mean, in a housing affordability crisis, a crisis of not building enough places for people to just live, but also these care spaces um, needs to be less about 
the NIMBY. How many, I wonder how many, how many NIMBYs in the early days of wanting to do the transformation of Casamia from, from, you know, a single family dwelling heritage or about to be heritage space who now might find themselves on your list, hoping to live there. I think what you've done is absolutely beautiful and congratulations to, uh, to your mom for her vision and putting this all together. We appreciate your advice today, Gavin. Thanks. Thanks so much for having us on. We, we really appreciate it. And I think we're just really happy that the project is now open and, and Vancouverites um, all have the opportunity if they put it as their choice to live there. So we're really, so we're really where do, pleased. What's your website where people can go if they want to have a look? Oh, uh, www.tcgcare.com. tcgcare.com. Gavin McIntosh, yeah. thank you for your time. Thanks so much, Jody.